0: You're listening to episode number 18 of the Secondary Science Simplified podcast. Let's be real for a second. Nothing is more awkward than that random amount of time you have post end of year testing. This can range anywhere from three days to three weeks for many teachers, depending on the exam and the way your school year schedule falls. For example, when I taught in a public high school in South Carolina, we would have the EOC exam in biology. And then anywhere from one to five days left afterward, depending on if we were one of the first EOCs or one of the last. When I taught AP Biology, if the exam fell on the first week of May, I ended up having two more weeks with seniors and nearly an entire month left with the juniors in my class. And let's be honest, energy this time of year is at an all-time low. Senioritis, even in your non-seniors, is probably running rampant. You're lucky if your actual seniors are even showing up for class at this point, but maybe you aren't quite ready to just completely give up on the rest of the school year and throw in the towel. But at the same time, you also know that whatever you do attempt to do must be engaging and fun, or you're going to have zero buy-in from your students. I have been in your exact shoes many times. And so in this episode, I'm going to share with you four specific ideas for meaningful yet fun things you can do after any of your testing with your students. Are you ready? Let's get to it. This is Secondary Science Simplified, a podcast for secondary science teachers who want to engage their students and simplify their lives. I'm Rebecca Joyner from It's Not Rocket Science. As a high school science teacher turned curriculum writer, I'm passionate about helping other science teachers love their jobs, serve their students, and do it all in only 40 hours a week. Are you ready to rock the time you spend in your classroom and actually have a life outside of it? You're in the right place, teacher friend. Let's get to today's episode. As I've mentioned in the last few episodes, I've been so encouraged to hear from you all in my DMs with the practical takeaways you are getting from this podcast. And I love hearing the things that you want to hear more about. And today's episode is specifically covering a topic that you all have asked to hear about. So, if you have something you want to hear about on the podcast, please shoot me a DM on Instagram at its.not.rocket.science and let me know so we can talk about it here. Now, before we dive into what this episode is all about, I want to start by saying if you feel like you are running on empty, or let's be real, below empty, I don't know about you, but I drove a 1984 Ford Tour Station Wagon from that was my great-great aunt's in high school. And the little gas meter would go well past E, like so far below E. So you really never had any concept of how much gas you actually had left before you're running out. It was just day to day, like living life on the edge. Jesus take the wheel. How much further can I go? This is where I'm Personally, envisioning so many of you are energy wise this school year, like my 1984 Ford Tour Station Wagon gas meter, well past empty without any idea of the quantity you have left in you. So, let me first say that I want to give you permission not that you need it from me, but some of you may feel like you do need to hear it from someone that it's 100% okay to just be done with this school year. It has been A lot. It has arguably been harder and more draining than the two previous pandemic impacted school years before this one. So if in any part of this episode is just furthering your exhaustion level, please don't feel any pressure to do anything insanely productive or insanely creative with your students after end of year testing this year. Hey, I just think you should be proud that you've made it to this point and just, be celebrating the fact that every day you're that much closer to a much-deserved break from school. But if you are in a place where you know you have a significant amount of time ahead of you after state testing, or you maybe only have a few days but you know you need to do something with them because admin will be coming through or whatever it may be, I really hope this episode helps you because I'm going to give you four super simple ideas that will be fun for both you and your students that you can use whether you have three days of school left or three weeks of school left. So, first, my always my go to suggestion is to dive into teaching a topic to students just for fun, not because the standards say you have to, or the state promises it's going to be 17% of the EOC or because your textbook has it in the next chapter in the sequence of chapters. Just pick a topic you know will interest your students or that they have a ton of questions about, or pick something that you know a lot about. So many of you all who I've talked to are coming to this career as a second career after you've done something related to science in the real world. And you could bring so much of that real-world experience you have from your prior work experience in the classroom by teaching them about it. Or better yet, ask them what they would like to learn about with your last few days or weeks that you have together. So a few suggestions from my own time in the classroom. In anatomy or in physiology, I always like to cover a body system in more detail that we may have had to skip or we felt really rushed through. I also love to just let students pick any sort of disease or disorder that they have a lot of questions about or are interested in learning in to talk about. That's always been extremely engaging. And if all else fails, if I've covered all the things, we've already done a ton of disease or disorder research projects, I love to end the year teaching on reproduction. And I will link my reproduction unit in the show notes if you want something to work off of. And I talk about this in episode 14, but let's be real. Nothing will keep a bunch of high school students engaged until the last minute of class than talking about reproductive organs and STDs, am I right? And really, it is the best topic to end the year on because our students know so little about a body system that they are most likely highly interested in or involved in utilizing in some conscious capacity. And so I found that ending the year on this topic, whether you teach anatomy or biology or anything else, is really a way to do a public service by teaching them the facts and what they need to know about how this system works. And I talk about this a little bit more in how I arrange my overall year in terms of how I teach anatomy. And I will link my scope and sequence blog post about that in the show notes if you want to read more about how I do that. So that's personally what I like to do in teaching anatomy. In biology, sometimes I will cover some body systems if they're really into that. Sometimes I'll teach reproduction if I feel like they are mature enough to handle that because biology was always a bunch of ninth graders for me. Or I like to dive into a topic in more detail that we didn't really get to cover because you know we had to stick to the standards that were gonna be on the EOC, but there are so many other things we could have gotten into. So for example, I love to do like a mini unit about plants. Yes, we always cover photosynthesis and all those important things, but I love to do flower dissections and talk about plant reproduction because it's so unique and fascinating and talk about adaptations because plants are amazing and they have so many cool adaptations that we can teach students about. So I love to do plants. I love to do pathogens, especially given the world we're living in now I think pathogens would be a really fun mini unit topic you can do where you kind of introduce students to diseases and how your immune system works and kind of give them an overview of that and the opportunity to research some diseases as well. And then I also like to do a more in depth dive into homeostasis if I have the time. So looking at how homeostasis gets maintained on a cellular level through cell communication and then also on an organ system level by just kind of giving them an overview of all of the body systems. Because I've never had time to actually teach body systems in my regular biology curriculum, but so many students are interested in it. So it's kind of fun to do this like extension unit in homeostasis that dives deeper. And then it gets them really excited and gets them wanting to sign up to take anatomy as an upperclassman elective one day, which is fun. And I have little mini units made for each of these that I'll link in the show notes if you want to check it out and see more of what's covered. But Again, I like to just cover mostly what students are most excited about or what I'm most excited to teach them about. So I would come up with a few ideas that you may have that you feel like equipped to teach them on or you think they'd be really excited to learn about and then let them vote. And I think you can really see some fun things that can come up with your students and kind of end the year doing just something fun and that feels really low pressure with them. Another thing I love to do with students, this is idea number two, is give them a chance to research careers in science. I love creating the space for students to do this, and you can even have them research their top three careers, and as a part of their research, find out what science courses they would have to take in college or other training, and how science is a part of their job. Students are always so shocked to see how much science they will actually be expected to do in their jobs that they think are not science-related at all. So even if you're not having them research science-specific careers, just have them research their top three career things that they're interested in and then work backwards from there with seeing what kind of science training there would be a part of that. It really is so engaging for them. And I found this is really perfect to use with a class like AP Biology, where you have upperclassmen post-exam. It really interests them and seems a lot more relevant than if you're you know, trying to do this with ninth or 10th grade students at the end of the year. They're not as much into it as those upperclassmen students that are approaching graduation potentially. I also love this because it's a really simple one that you can do in just a handful of days rather than needing several weeks to cover a topic and do it justice. And it uses those last few days together really meaningfully. I love that it really gives students the reins and lets them research what they want to research too. And so speaking of just like handing over the reins to students, that's one of my favorite things to do, that brings me to idea number three, which is something I've mentioned 1,000 times on this podcast already, but that's letting your students teach the class. So no matter what topic you decide to cover post any of your testing, I just really recommend as much as you possibly can, handing over the bulk of the instruction to your students. This is not only going to give you a break, but it gives your students much greater buy-in if they are the ones that are in control rather than you. And so you can have the students work in groups to investigate different extension topics that are outside the scope of your course, and then they could teach the class on them. If you do still have to do some sort of final exam, which is so insane to me, but I I have been in schools before where even though there's like a state-standardized exam You still have to give a final exam several days or weeks later, which I know is very frustrating, but this could kind of be a chance to let them take over the review for that. And then you don't have to drain yourself reviewing for what feels like the fifth week in a row. And I will link in the show notes an editable version of a teach the class project that I do with my students every single year that you could use in this setting if you would like to. And last but not least, my absolute favorite idea that I really urge you to consider trying is let your students serve future you. Now, I know this sounds incredibly selfish, but hear me out. I've learned so much from my students over the years that has made me a better teacher. They've taught me more than I ever learned in my two undergraduate degrees and my one graduate degree. So why not let them serve future me, but also teaching my future students? So here's what that looks like practically. Use whatever time you have left with your students and have them make resources for your future classes. You can have them design labs, inquiry investigations, or research projects. You could have them make review games or review stations for their favorite or maybe their not so favorite topics from the year give them a survey, have them list the topics they felt like they struggled the most with and or list out labs or activities or projects you did with them that they didn't feel were very helpful. And then flip the script and say, okay, I want you to take one of these and revise it or replace it. If you felt like this was ineffective, let's replace it. Let's come up with something better. So hey, you hated that photosynthesis lab we did. I hear you and I feel you. Let's come up with something that could have been better in place of it, and maybe I'll use it with future students. And again, go into it with low expectations. Most of the results will most likely be duds, but think about even if you end up with like one to three gems each year that you can actually use, how fun would it be years later to look back at a lab or a project that you've been doing for a few years and think, so-and-so made this. Like, this is so fun that this is still impacting students. And it could even just give you some great ideas. Maybe their execution of whatever lab they come up with isn't stellar, but they did come up with a great idea. Or worst case, you at least learned what things they felt like really weren't effective at all. And you kind of know where to focus over the summer if you're doing some reflective practice on your curriculum and the resources you're using. So again, you can have them pick the topic. Or you could provide a list of options and see what they come up with. It's totally your call. Personally, I do not like reviewing. I do not like coming up with review resources. I don't like coming up with review games. So even something as simple as like, each of you are going to be assigned a topic or a unit, you have to make some sort of review resource or review game go, that would be so helpful for me to have a whole filing cabinet full of, or let's be more realistic for the current year of 2022, an entire Google Drive folder of resources you can use. But however you approach it, it's totally your call. I will say, though, I find this type of assignment much more effective with upperclassmen students. It is so perfect for AP students after their exam. Like if you have a bunch of juniors in your AP class and your seniors are gone and graduated This is like perfect for them. And to make it even more reasonable and manageable for them, you could have AP Biology students make resources for the Biology One like on grade level classes you teach. And they can help you so, so much with that. And even if you are using it with freshmen, who knows, they could really surprise you with what they come up with. And the best part is, even if you can't use a single thing that they spend their time making, it's still a great critical thinking exercise for them to engage in and a really meaningful use of those last few days or weeks of time that you have with your students. So I hope these four ideas inspire you as you look ahead to that weird chunk of time that may be sitting on your calendar post end of your testing and kind of get your brain thinking for how best you could use that time. Whether that's letting your students serve future you, letting them teach the class, having them research careers in science, or just teaching a topic that you want to teach or they want to hear about just purely for fun. As always, thank you so much for listening today. You really have no idea how much it means to me to have you in this space. And if you are enjoying the podcast, I would love it if you would leave a review on whatever platform you prefer to listen on. It is a great way for other teachers to see what the podcast is all about and to hear it from someone that's not just me, and then to hopefully then be able to reach more secondary science teachers with practical and effective strategies for simplifying their lives. All right, teacher friends, that wraps up today's episode. If you're looking for an easy way to start simplifying your life as a secondary science teacher, head to com slash challenge to grab your classroom reset challenge. And guess what? It's totally free. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'll see you here next week. Until then, I'll be rooting for you, teacher friend.